this Daytona 500 2024 early head-to-head picks edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Brett Rivers. Claim your risk-free bet up to $500 over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Rivers. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Rivers. We're also brought to you by GameTime. GameTime tickets make the perfect holiday gift. Download the GameTime app and use code CFBX for $20 off of your first purchase. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb and why don't we talk about racing things it is of course the nascar gambling podcast here on the sports gambling podcast network keys cody zeeb i'm rod via gomez refreshed recharged ready to rock for yet another week of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. But Cody, we have something this week and this early that we have not had, I think, ever. And that, my friends, is early odds on Daytona 500 matchups. Yes, the uh, the books are blessing us a lot right now, Rod. So uh, shout out to the books. They and We've been calling more, more props, more offseason stuff. And they have delivered a ton of head-to-head matchups for the Daytona 500. Now, in general, we we tend to a little bit stay away from the head-to-heads on the super speedways. But what else are we gonna talk about? It's the off season. It's fun. <laughs> it's exciting. It just it gives us a chance to talk about stuff. You want to lay some bets down? Hey, what's uh what is the commandment when it comes to to super speedway racing, Rod? Commandment number one is never bet Kyle Larson. Okay. And commandment number two is always take fade the, Kyle Larson. Well, fade Kyle Larson. <laughs> what did I say? You said never bet him, but fade him, never bet that's him. True, that's true. That's true. It's the same so. difference. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say Kyle Larson. I was going to say the second. The second one is always take the plus money on the head-to-head matchups because and that's yeah, that's the other right. So they, there you go. So we've got things to talk about. I haven't even, to be honest with you, I, I mean, I've scrolled through and noticed there's a lot of these, but I haven't even looked at them. So I'm excited. I do see Kyle Larson's name on here a couple times. So. That is beautiful. Can't wait to talk about those. It'll be very simple analysis, but uh, needs to needs to be refreshed every time. So, yeah, shit. I mean, in really kind of an evergreen episode from now until February, right? If you, if you list, found this later on, you found us. You're, you're going back to listen. Again, welcome. Thanks for thanks for coming on board. And uh, yeah, early thoughts on these, but gonna be fun to talk about it. Oh, it's it's really not that far away, Rod. We're getting close. It's almost Christmas time. I mean, we're how. Well, okay. I was gonna say we're halfway through December. It's early in December still, but <laughs> it feels like it feels like Christmas is like next week already. So, uh, but yeah, we're not we're not that far away. It's getting close, and I'm I'm just glad we have. And then and then oh man, they've dropped all kinds of things. Futures you can bet head to heads for the championship. You can bet groups. You can bet 
uh, all just all kinds of stuff. So we've got like we were just talking about, we've got plenty of episodes now to record the next few weeks, uh, just talking about, um, yeah, just talking about our uh, all, all kinds of of betting odds on NASCAR, which is just wonderful to have here uh, early in December. Hey, we're parents. It's already halfway through December for us. Like if you, I mean, we're uh, Christmas shopping's just about done at this point. So we might as well have been to Christmas already, but uh, yes, <laughs> yeah, Christmas is coming. Kids Christmas is a long process. <laughs> it sure is. Uh, but again, yeah, so we do have obviously Christmas in the early part of December as far as odds are concerned. Tons and tons of stuff to talk about. Um, and, and and listen, we always talk about how you just said it too, head-to-heads on speedways, a little hard to stay away from. Uh, but for those of you guys who were clamoring last year for us to talk about more odds, well, now we're talking about more odds in the off season. But before that, I do want to say, Spotify has come out with their their wrapped yes. uh, thing, right? And obviously, if you are a fan uh, and you follow us on Twitter, you've already seen some thank yous uh, and and some folks that have posted up their their numbers. It blows my mind that first of all, any of you guys listen, not <laughs> not to mention hundreds and thousands of you that listen. And so, I just want to say as as we come to a point in the end of the year where obviously you know our season's over the whole year is coming to a close that I want to thank you guys for being fans. I want to thank you guys for being listeners and the numbers that I see. I mean, sometimes I wonder how my wife spends that much time with me because she's probably spent more minutes with me than you guys have, but you guys are really close second. And, and I don't know how she could put up with me for as long as she has, let alone you guys. So for you guys that voluntarily opt into this experience to spend the thousands upon tens of thousands of minutes that you've spent with this show, just from a sheer creator standpoint, I got to tell you, I am humbled. I am thrilled. And it just makes me more hungry to make this show take that next leap for even more of you guys to, to join and to listen and to spend even more time with us next year and not turn us off after 10 minutes. If you don't like what you hear. Um, but I just want to say, like I said, because of that Spotify rap thing, it does kind of bring it into focus as to how much this show has grown over the last few years or our last couple of seasons and, and how much I think it will grow and continue to grow uh, because of you guys out there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, echo everything exactly like you said. Um, yeah, it, it just it blows me away to look at some of this and, and how many of you listen. And and that's just on, on Spotify, right? Obviously, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to um, we appreciate all of it. And, and yeah, it just, man, absolutely insane. 22 different countries, Rod, uh, just on Spotify alone, which, uh, yeah, I don't know that I could name 22 countries really. So that is, is outstanding. Uh, and yeah, we, we just really appreciate everybody. And, uh, thanks for being on this fun ride with us. It's the off season. I know it's slow right now, but, uh, Hey, at least we've got some stuff to talk about. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, man, I'm, I'm just, uh, I was I was getting a, a little bit wore out, like we talked about, kind of at the end of the season, right? It, it gets to be a little bit of a grind, and you get that break. Now we've had that breath, and it's like, okay, I'm ready to like start betting on races again. I'm ready to get full, you know, five episodes a week and be cranking them out and, and just be busy all the time with nonstop racing. Uh, I cannot wait. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to to season three. Oh my goodness, season three, Rod, we're gonna, we're almost there. That's crazy. I can't believe we've we've made it this far. But uh yeah, thanks to everybody. We we greatly appreciate it. 
Indeed. Uh, all right. Well, then let us start talking about the betting for these uh, head-to-head matchups in the Daytona 500. But first, let me tell you about Bet Rivers. We're brought to you by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers is available in over 14 states plus Ontario, Canada. Bet Rivers has some of the best live betting markets in the space. Their betting menu is second to none, including a ton of props. Depositing and withdrawing is super easy on Bet Rivers. I'm going to give you a play for Thursday night football over there on Bet Rivers. They're giving you 15 to 1 for no touchdown to be scored in this Patriots game uh, and Steelers game. Hop on that now. I highly doubt there will be any sort of touchdown scored whatsoever. I know Cody will back me up on this as a Patriots fan, knowing that this team is going to be horrendous. So go jump on that 15 to 1 no touchdown over there on Bet Rivers right now for Thursday night's football game. You can sign up using our link and get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I don't know what it is about my football teams, Rod, but uh, as a Nebraska football fan, having to sit through Nebraska-Iowa, now I've got to sit through Pittsburgh, England, um, yeah, I just I I could not put in a big enough bet on the under in this game uh, because it is going to be Colby is going to be very happy with this type of football. I, I can promise you that. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be pretty. This is going to be your old school drag them out trying to. Yeah, I mean six nothing last week. They they well, lost. I that's two how, field goals. Not how even a often does a team get shut out and still cover the spread? Rod, is that do you, has that ever happened before? It's I don't know, but don't know. it was six and a half. They. They lost six to nothing, so there you go, I guess. <laughs> <sighs> That's just insane. Insane, insane. It's going to be such an ugly game on Thursday. It's going to make me wish there was Thursday night racing, yeah, to be yeah. honest with you. And, and now you don't have, I mean, it's it's two backup quarterbacks at this point, potentially two backup running backs. Now Najee Harris looks like he might not play. Uh, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be going to be wonderful but you know we love nfl football so turn of ezekiel elliott baby let's go uh, yeah zeke zeke time he's a little feed me there you go <laughs> well, all right uh it's let's weird move, rooting for zeke i was about to say let's let's uh let's move on to something we totally want to talk about and that is of course the daytona 500 we are ever so close to the crown jewel to the the most important race of the entire season which I know that you guys aren't probably new to listening to NASCAR or watching NASCAR. Yes, the most important event of the entire season is the first thing that happens in the season. So, I mean, what can you do about it? That's just the way that the season is set up. However, you can't, it, it's, it continues to go from there. There's no down slope, in my opinion. It's literally just all up, even though it's the most important event, Daytona 500. Uh, Super Speedway Racing, those of you who are longtime fans, You've ridden with us on several super speedways from Daytona to Talladega to Atlanta um, now. And, and so, you know, the drill, you know, that this is pack racing, you know, that it's super tight head to head matchups, not always easy to stomach because one wreck could take out, well, your side of it, plus both sides of it, if they're not lucky. So it, it's very difficult to try to bet super speedway racing. Cody loves it to death because anything can and will happen. So you can always load up your card for all of the chaos that's going to ensue. So as we start to touch these head-to-head matchups, as we start to give our leans toward these, just remember that we do it with a level of cautiousness that says, yes, but, right, more so than any other race out there, Super Speedways is, I'll take this side, but Super Speedway, right? 
Yeah, exactly. And that's that's the key thing to remember is is anything can happen in super speedways. There are are very good angles. There's certain guys who are not good at super speedways, guys who tend to be better at super speedways. Nobody is immune to the wrecks. You know how it goes. That's how it goes. But that all being said, I don't love betting on anything more than I love betting on super speedways because it is it's so exciting and and really like it's you're never just out out of it for because somebody's behind or you know it's like oh well there he goes he he fell back to to 30th now it's over like no because you can go from 30th to first and maybe not as quick as you used to be able to but fairly quickly still right you get runs and guys get shuffled out of the draft and you're not out of it until you're caught up in the big one at that point obviously then it it could be a case of who slides farther the guy you bet on or the guy you bet against because that's how it goes but uh yeah love love betting some super speedways so uh Oh, so many options, too. This is great. All right. Well, then let's dig right into them. We'll take one of the first ones that we see. Now, granted, we don't have time to go through every single one of these, but we will take some of the more. <laughs> Why uh, not, Rod? Well, that's true. We, <laughs> uh, we are. Hey, listen, we it's our own show. Like, if we want to do it, we can, I suppose. Uh, but for the sake of, of time, we'll just go over some of the more important ones. This first one, I think, is, is probably a good one as well. Your returning champion, Ryan Blaney. He is at plus 105 over Brad Keselowski. Uh, who's at minus 125. And I mean, listen, we're going to take the returning champion at plus 105, Brad Keselowski, who we've talked about it all season long. RFK, great story, great rise to the team, just 100% cheering for them in, in all their endeavors, but just can't seem to cross that threshold. I think they're going off of the books, the fact that Keselowski did finish second here in the fall but overlooking the fact that he did crash out and finish 22nd in the spring in the Daytona 500, um, even though he led 42 laps in this race. But again, we talked about as, as far as super speedway racing, being out in the front of the pack for 42 laps, impressive as that may be, just means nobody wanted to pass you for 42 laps, really, when it's all said and done. Uh, as far as Blaney is concerned, eighth place in the Daytona 500 last year, 36th in the fall after a crash of his own. Blaney, Kozlowski, Cody, which way are you you even leaning on this one? Yeah, so a couple things. I mean, Blaney at plus 105 is is definitely the more attractive piece of this. And I mean, minus 125 is a lot to pay if it's not something you're real confident in. And I would say that these are two of the better super speedway racers just in general. Talladega is, is more of Kozlowski's place where he's good. And we saw him have really good runs uh, last year, right? He finished, was his second here in the, in the fall, right? He pushed pushed busher to the win and we saw him come out in the duels uh you know the first year of of rfk and they won both the duels and they always look good at super speedways but for keselowski seems like he is the more um prone to to being caught up in stuff the more prone to to not making it to the end because he he gets you know he has a tendency for speeding penalties other types of road penalties on super speedways gets caught up in the wrecks a little more i think he's definitely a little more aggressive you look at Blaney. Blaney's been really good here. Uh, I'm kind of looking last eight races is is how drivers' averages have is, has this put out, which I think is a good, a nice strong sample size because it, it gives you kind of a little bit of the old car, a little bit of the new car, and, and a good you know ver- variety of uh, how they've done over these races. You, you look at uh, Ryan Blaney. I mean, 12.8 average finish. He's got the one win. He's got three top fives, five top tens, six of those eight. He's been inside the top 20. Again, get me to the end, which he's doing a lot. Keselowski, you got to scroll down a little bit. 
Uh, no wins. He's only got one top five. He's got three top tens, only four top 20. So only half the time he's even finishing inside the top 20. Um, I think that that is important to note. So uh, I do think that, that you definitely go Blaney here. And, and really, Blaney probably could have won the Daytona 500 in 2021, right? He's coming to the finish. His his rookie teammate, Austin Sindrick, throws that block and, and ends up winning it. Um, and the Penske cars, the previous year, it, it was, you know, Keselowski in the Penske car and, and Logano there at the very end of the race. And shocker, Keselowski wrecked, right? He's part of that. So, um, but Penske seems to always be there at Daytona. And, and so, yeah, I, I do think that, that this is the side I would take. I just... Kozlowski, I love betting him on super speedways. One of the favorites makes it a little tougher, but um, he's just much less reliable. And, and Blaney seems like a guy that just kind of gets you there. The the champion's curse concerns me a little, but I don't know that, that that really factors in at Daytona as much as just the season as a whole. Well, and just looking at the whole body of work for Kozlowski, you talked about him not being able to get there. 14 DNFs and 29 starts on this track for Brad Kozlowski. On the other hand, seven DNFs on this track in 17 starts for Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney, 18.6 place average finish. Brad Kozlowski, 22.3 place average finish. So, I mean, the books are the books are giving this a, a, a kind of close edge there. But yeah, but you I, know. man, I, they're almost leaning the wrong way. I think why is why is Blaney not more? I guess I don't know if you factor in Dega where, where Kozlowski's got 47 wins, but. They're they're while they're close and we do use a lot of the same statistics, they are different. And, and he's definitely better at Talladega than Daytona. So yeah, I do like the the Blaney part of this, the plus money part of it. That's really just the bow on top. Well, another bow on top is this next one where Denny Hamlin comes in at plus one oh five over Brett Kazowski in familiar territory. All same arguments. <laughs> I was gonna say minus one twenty. And I, literally that's exactly where I was going with this, is that minus one twenty five for Brad Kazowski on this matchup with Denny Hamlin, who is at plus one oh five. If you even listen for a half a second last season, you know that Denny Hamlin on super speedways is something that we very much enjoy leaning on. Therefore, if if we're talking about Brad Keselowski in in a way that Blaney's going to get over him, you got to think Denny Hamlin's going to get over him. Now, the only the only issue for Denny Hamlin is being able to stay out of the big ones. But as we know, Denny Hamlin is not afraid to pull himself out of the fray jump all the way to the back if he needs to hang out there for however many laps it takes for things to chill out and then you see Denny Hamlin start making that charge up again so you know three wins on this track for Denny Hamlin he is three, in Daytona it was three Daytona 500s in a row wasn't it yep it was between yeah. uh, 2019 and uh well actually you know it wasn't three it's was 2016 he won the Daytona 500 uh 2019 he won the Daytona 500 and 2020 he won the Daytona 500 so yeah. Two in a row and then one in the back Two there. Two in a row but, and one, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he, he's really good. Again, great, both great super speedway racers. Uh, same same argument kind of against Keselowski here and same argument for Hamlin that you got with Blaney. Five of the 80s finished inside the top 20. Again, just getting to the the most important thing about head-to-heads on super speedways, being still racing at the end of these races. If you can just make it to the end, that's how you cash most of your bets on this type of thing. He is is so good at getting out of the way, at reading that energy, knowing when it's going to to get crazy, and you'll just see him. Oh, oh, whoa, there goes the eleven. The problem. The announcers are always so shocked. Oh, problem with the eleven car, and it's like, no, he's just getting out of the way like he always does. It's just he's gonna go hang out in the back. He's, you know, uh, you know, teammates ish as he owns Bubba Wallace's car, and, and Bubba's one of the better super speedway racers. They'll work together. We talked about. 
Toyota having more cars this year, having that that difference maker there. Um, and, and Denny Hamlin might be the king of choking away championship opportunities, but he loves the spotlight in the Daytona 500. Three times he's won it. Keselowski's yet to do it. Yeah, give me – and again, getting the plus money side on. Boy, the books really love Keselowski in this race, I guess. But, uh, yeah, give me, give me easily Hamlin on this one, plus 105. I, maybe, maybe, just maybe they're looking at the last few races at Daytona in general. Uh, you look at the the fall race for Denny Hamlin. He finished 26. We talked about Kozlowski finishing second. Kozlowski finished 22nd in the 500, uh, but De- Denny did get him at 17. Uh, in the fall race of 2022, uh, 25th for Denny Hamlin, 35th for Keselowski, ninth place in the Daytona 500 of 2021, uh, but or 2022 rather, 37th for Denny Hamlin. I mean, I don't know. It, it just seems like obviously, if I'm going to take the two, I'm going to take Denny over Keselowski, and especially plus money. Yeah, I think it's close enough that, that the plus money can be the tiebreaker if if you're torn. And again, like don't want to be shitting on Keselowski because he's a great super speedway dra- racer. I mean, he's he's elite and one of the top guys at it. It's just in these matchups, I, I like these other guys and their ability to make it to the end more than Keselowski, which is the most important part of this. And then the plus money, just just the cherry on top. I concur. Um, all right, let's let's uh, let's talk about a couple of more of these matchups. But first, let me tell you about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. Look, I'm going to go back to Thursday night's game because this is the closest one we're at right now. I love football, and you should probably love football too. Uh, Pat Fryermuth, more than, higher than his 26.5 receiving yards. I think Pat Fryermuth is going to be an integral part of Mitch Trubisky's night. I think he's going to get at least four catches. I think he's going to at least get 35 yards in this one. So take any higher than that you see on underdog right now. 26.5 is where I'm seeing it, so... Grab that while you can. Watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog's going to double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. It's getting close to winter concert season, I guess. I don't know how many people are actually out there doing it, but I mean, there's comedy shows going on. There's theater shows going on. There's all kinds of stuff that you can be purchasing tickets for. And if you are not using game time to do it, then you need to change that. You need to change how you do that. Go to game time. Start buying those tickets because look, buying tickets is already stressful enough as it is, especially if you need to do it last minute. Like I do most of the time, you're sitting around trying to figure out if you can go to an event trying to make sure your calendar gets there and then all of a sudden finally finally two days before the event you know that you can go to the event and then you're searching around for tickets and you get gouged or you can't find any and it's just ridiculous so take all that stress away with game time you get game time guarantee because when you buy your tickets on game time they're going to be on time and authentic guarantee they're going to give you the lowest fees better prices and not to mention It's made for mobile, which means your tickets are going to get there right on your phone. No fishing through emails, no doing anything like that. Plus, they give you all of the great deals on last-minute ticket purchases, which is exactly what I need. So snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. GameTime tickets make the perfect holiday gift. Go download the GameTime app, create an account, use code CFBX for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account, redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets 
Lowest price guaranteed. All right, so we'll continue to move on with some of these. Uh, just real quick, we'll touch on the teammates. Busher, Keselowski. Again, Keselowski sitting at minus 125 and his opponent at plus 105. In this matchup, which RFK car are you picking? Busher or Keselowski? Yeah, I think, again, just you got to lean towards towards the guy at plus money. Um, Busher, again, higher ranked than, than Keselowski as far as the average finish at 16.8. He's, he's finished five of the last eight in the top 20. Um, won the fall race here, being pushed by Keselowski at the end. Um, it's got four top 10 finishes in those eight races. Yeah, it's, it's probably the same thing. Again, another very good super speedway guy. I think that talent-wise, you, you probably put Keselowski ahead of him, right? But things have been going the busher way more, right? He's got four wins over the last two seasons, which did not have that on my, on my NASCAR bingo card for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I think that I don't feel as as confident in this one as I do the other two. I, I do like Hamlin and, and Blaney more, but I think I would still lean the Busher side, mostly because of the number. I think if you flip the number on these, I would take the Keselowski side. So again, kind of a toss-up. You expect these guys to find each other throughout the race, work together. That's what they're both very good at um, and really could end up being a coin flip at, at the very end, whichever one ends up in front, the one that gets pushed to victory like we saw in the fall uh, here at Daytona. The word coin flip was going through my head the entire time, and you said it. That's exactly it. I mean, honestly. And so if again, I, if you're getting plus money on one side of the coin flip, <laughs> that's, that's the side you bet. That's an easy, <laughs> easy, easy uh, way to go right there because, yeah, obviously plus 105, it could very easily end up being that Kozlowski pushes Busher to another good finish, and, and Kozlowski takes the back seat. Obviously, we know that it's kind of more important at this point for him as he starts to build a resume as an owner than as a driver. I mean, he's already accomplished a lot of what he wants to accomplish as a driver. Now all that's left is to make the next generation, namely his driver, better. So uh, I think if he's in a position to do that, I think he does it again. I think that all season long, this may be the, the passing of the torch, you know, of, of, of Busher over Keselowski. So it starts with Daytona. I'll take the plus money on that. Um, all right, let's look at Hamlin versus Blaney. Both sides juiced at minus 110, evenly matched here on this one. This one's a little more difficult, honestly, because we talked about the, Hamlin. The first we one about we Blaney. can't just, just cop out to the, the plus money side. No. If <laughs> you actually have to pick one here. Uh. Um, For me, I, I'm. it's probably Denny Hamlin. I think I just trust him a little more th than I do for, for Blaney. Um, I was trying to look here. Blaney, again, the better average finish. He's at 12.8. Hamlin's at 15.9. Um, you know, Blaney's got six top 20s. Hamlin's got five. So they're both kind of usually there at the end. Uh, this one really is, uh, you can go either way and make the case for either guy. Um, I just, man, Hamlin is, he's the more veteran guy. And, and I know that Blaney this championship now and, and things have been going good, but I just, I still have so much love for Denny Hamlin after last season, and he won me so much money, Rod. I became a fan after not liking him for very many years. But uh, yeah, I think it, it really is. I mean, on the statistics side of things, you, you really could make the strong case for either guy, kind of a coin flip scenario again. But I think I'm going to take Denny Hamlin just because I, I trust him a little bit more. I um, feel like maybe he's he's a little better at avoiding the chaos again. Sometimes you just get caught up in the wrecks, and then there's nobody in the history of super speedway racing that can avoid all wrecks, you know. But 
Hamlin's one of the better ones. He's good at getting that feel, getting out of the way when he needs to. Um, so yeah, I think I would take the Denny Hamlin side of this. But again, this is this is probably one of the the toughest matchups for sure we've had so far, especially when you're not getting money either direction. Um, and so yeah, I, th- I think that that Hamlin's the side I would take. All things equal, I'm going to go ahead and take Blaney. I, I think that, again, it, just for all the arguments that we made anyways, they're, they're got, both of these guys have similar stats, so it's not like one has a gigantic statistical edge over the other. But for Denny Hamlin, we, we talked just a little bit ago about the trend of, of races that he's been on lately. Not necessarily the greatest of finishes for him in this, right? We're talking 30s, we're talking 20s, you know, a couple of decent finishes sprinkled in there. But as, as far as the last, I don't know, five races on this, track it's not been trending in the right direction for denny hamlin it's it's and not it's something that you can hang your hat on important to note if you're looking at you know those last couple of races those are all next gen races compared to when he won his three day tone of 500s was in the old car so that's that is a case you could definitely make it against him for sure yeah and again but super speedway right i mean i could i could tell you that a dude has won 15 races in a row on Daytona or on any super speedway. All it takes is for the air under that spoiler to get taken out too much, him to go into the wall, and it not a 16th win for him. Even a guy that has one career top five finish in on super speedways, Rod, even him, he can win some head to heads every once in a while because of because of the big one. It's just that that's the way it is. So um take everything we say with a grain of salt, but I will say that in this instance, I probably would lean Blaney. Uh, just because of Denny's recent performances here. Uh, all right, move on to uh, the next one here. That's Chris Busher, Ryan Blaney. Again, each of these at minus 110. So another evenly matched, which, you know, I suppose given what we saw from Hamlin and Kozlowski and Busher and Kozlowski, probably shouldn't be surprised that we're seeing even money basically on both sides of Busher and Blaney. So I think in this instance, for the same reasons that I'm taking Blaney over Hamlin, I'm going to take uh, Blaney over Busher, and and I'm surprised, honestly, that they are right there at minus one ten for both sides of this. Yeah, it feels like Busher should maybe be a little bit more of an underdog. It won the last Daytona race, so there's that recency bias to it, of course. Uh, but yeah, for me, it's it's Ryan Blaney, just a guy you could trust a little bit more. Um, and man, Busher is really good at at the super speedways as well. Um, but. Yeah, it's Ryan Blaney for me again. He's he's kind of on the Mount Rushmore of, of today's super speedway guys, and, and I don't think Busher's there quite yet. No, and, and honestly, it, it, the thing that Busher has in his favor is the fact that he does have Keselowski, but Blaney's also got everybody behind him as well. And, you know, Fords, they'll stick together on super speedways. I know that Toyotas, I, I mean, Fords will stick together, and, and even still, Blaney's a better Ford than, than Busher is, so I'll take that as well. Yep. Uh, all right, so Ford and Toyota, I was talking about that. Busher, Hamlin, both at minus 110 as well. Uh, I think this is just the books not really knowing what to do at this point with Chris Busher. Yeah, and I think we're probably both on the same side of this, which would be the Denny. Well, maybe not. You were against Denny on the on the Blaney thing. I'm on the I'm on the Hamlin side. Uh, again, I made the case for Hamlin over Blaney, and then I made the case for Blaney over Busher, so that would seemingly add up. I would, I would take... Now, this is the tough one for me too because I did I did just say that, uh, but I also think that if we're going to talk about Hamlin and Busher, that's a different conversation than uh, Hamlin and Blaney because Blaney obviously I, I would I'm taking Blaney over Busher, therefore I feel like I should take Hamlin over Busher. 
it's it's not like it's going to be, I think, a, a gigantic difference either. I think these guys are all going to be running in the top 15. These, these guys will all be some of the better guys in the race. And again, the most likely outcome for these head-to-heads is who survives, right? Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's, it's a matter of, is there a red crash by your name or are you going to finish this race is really what it ends the, up uh, being. The DFS with the little upside down red car. That's, <laughs> that means they've crashed out. Are, are you crashed out? <laughs> you or, log in and all of your drivers have it on super speedways. And you're hey, like, oh, that was fun. That's what you got to get used to on, on super speedways. Um, so yeah, again, and, and only because if Busher was, I guess at plus money here, if Busher was more of an underdog, I may, I, I may consider it. But the fact that it's both even, that makes me want to lean more towards Denny in this one. Um, so I, I like that. Um, all right, next one, Joey Logano, Chase Elliott, again, both at minus 110. The, the, the NASCAR's most popular driver right now at this point is uh, obviously going to be uh, where I think a lot of the money goes on this end of it. But, Cody, I know as, a, as an Elliott fan, is that money well-placed, I guess, in my opinion? Yeah, it's very well placed. I, I would easily take the Elliott side of this, not just because I'm a fan. He's a very good super speedway racer. You look at those last eight races at Daytona, five top ten finishes. He is there at the end more than he is not. Logano, not bad at these either, but in those last eight, only two top ten finishes. He has finished four of four of the eight in the in the top twenty, whereas Elliott's at, at six of eight in the top twenty. Um, but yeah, for me, it's Chase Elliott's. Um, I think he's due for a Daytona 500. Joey's gotten one before. He's 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 already got his his trophy, but uh, I think Elliott's due for one. That would be a good way to kick off the season for for coming off of a disappointing hit the injury last year. Obviously, didn't get any wins while he was racing. Kind of opened a gate up with a with a win, maybe even this season. Uh, I think would be big for him. But uh, again, he is just extremely good at getting to the end of these. Um, we've seen it at you know he's won at Talladega before. He's won in Atlanta. He's very good at Atlanta every time uh, with the Super Speedway package there now. And Logano, good as well. Um, did Logano win a Super Speedway race last year? I felt mm. like maybe he did one. No, but I maybe don't think not. he did. Um, but Logano also very good. And, and again, you know, with Keselowski a couple of seasons ago where they could have won the 500 there at the end. We know Penske's always good in, in there. So again, it, it is fair, I think, to have them at about the same odds. Uh, but in my opinion, I think Elliott's a little bit better. Um, and I'm going to go with that. And again, something we haven't really talked about either. And I think this is the first Chevrolet that's come up Ford and Toyota, brand new cars this season. As far as the bodies go, sure. There's a lot of testing going on, a lot of simulations and stuff. We don't exactly know how it's going to race. And you know, once you get out there with 40 cars and it's a different story than, than the tests and the practices and stuff. So that doesn't, that's not necessarily a huge advantage, but Chevrolet is quite a few races into these super speedway packages with the same exact body, same exact car. And maybe Toyota and Ford have figured something out that helps them, but something to at least point out that maybe the Chevy guys are going to be a little more comfortable. They know how they can put, they know how they can take pushes, I guess, from each other at least. Uh, whereas as the Ford and Toyota guys are going to have a little bit to, to work out and learn throughout this race. Again, I don't think that's not like go play all your money on Chevy. Cause I don't think it's that big of an advantage, but um, it is something to at least note and, and toss out there as as we bring up a, a Chevy versus another manufacturer matchup. It's not like you're out there driving a Tesla truck and you have zero clue on anything. Uh, I mean, that it's basically the same. 
it's just a matter of where the jigsaw fits anymore uh, in there, where the, the jigsaw puzzle fits. Um, I find it incredible, though, that Elliot has not won a Daytona 500. It just seems like with the list of accolades that this guy has, championship driver, all of these yeah, wins, no Daytona 500. The guys who haven't, I mean, took Dale Earnhardt 20 years. Mm-hmm. Kyle Busch doesn't have one. Keselowski doesn't have one. It's not as easy. And, and then guys like Trevor Bain and Austin Sindrick do. So it's that's <laughs> how... I mean, that just goes to show you, right, that and they won it in, in some of their first couple of starts. I think Bain had three career starts. Cinder had like six or seven. I mean, not not much. And they got it done. Um, and, you know, guys like McDowell hadn't won in 700 races and he got one. Right. So it's yeah, it, it is crazy how it kind of works out that way. But uh, yeah, it does. He just seems like a guy that's due, especially for a guy that's continuously so good on super speedways. And, and he's getting good finishes. And he's getting to the end and he's been close. That that 2021, uh, you know, the the Penske guys wreck and McDowell is ruled the guy when the light comes on, but the light comes on two seconds later and Elliot had gotten around McDowell. It was a matter of we didn't know for sure that McDowell was the winner. It was a matter of when did the light come on and, and who had it. Elliot was really close. Um, and so yeah, I think that he's he's definitely a guy that that could get one, deserves one, and, and is is good enough to get one. I think we could see that maybe even this year. Ricky Stenhouse's name is on that trophy, and Chase Elliott's is not. That just goes to show Again, you, yes, the one thousand uh, percent unpredictable. Look at the last three, like Stenhouse, Cindric, McDowell, it's crazy. I know. Long shots galore on this next one. Uh, That's why I love betting super speedway racing. <laughs> let's uh, let's go to teammates. Chase Elliott minus one twenty five. William Byron plus one oh five. Obviously. We know the Byron jumped off to a gigantic uh, lead in the wind department over Elliott last season. And then, of course, uh, Byron started to tail off. Elliott got hurt. So we didn't really get to see a giant head-to-head battle between these teammates. I feel like we're in for one this season. On this side of it, though, I mean, I'm probably going to lean Elliott as well. I, I know Byron, like we said, jumped out to a fantastic start uh, last season. But I don't know if that tail off that he had because again it resurrected itself like there was a, a point where we were like oh byron's back you know we're, we're good um and, and i don't know that we're going to see that again byron does not have a 500 win although he does have a win on this track average finish though of 24.7 he has wrecked out seven of 12 times on this track it has not been fun oh, oh my for goodness. him i so initially when you just read these odds off, I was going to take the Byron side of this plus one Oh five laying minus minus one twenty five. You're getting up there a lot, but you look on this list rod of, of any driver that started in the Daytona 500. So they don't have to have the eight starts. Any driver started in the Daytona 500 since 2020 William Byron average finish checks in at 56th behind David Starr, Joey Gase, Timmy Hill, Josh Balicki, I mean, he is not finishing races at Daytona. Does have one win, but like you said, only two top 20s in the last eight races at Daytona. Um, man, that is really surprising to me. I I was scrolling down the list, and I'm like, I must have missed him, and I scrolled back up the list trying to find him, and then I just had to keep scrolling farther down. Uh, that is... I mean, that is the statistics saying you have to bet the Chase Elliott side of this at minus 125, and minus 125 is not comfortable on a super speedway, and it's not a guaranteed thing. But when Elliott's finishing in the top 26 of eight and Byron's at two of eight, that is a, a massive difference 
of William Byron is not very good at making it to the end. Now he can, and he's won at Daytona when Chase Elliott decided not to pass him, pushed him to the win so he could get his, his first career win, and that was all fine and dandy. And and Byron had a great season last year, right? Six wins, led the led the series, kind of his breakout season. Welcome to the, you know, is it Larson and Byron now that are the top two cars over at Hendrick, all of this. But numbers that staggering, uh, I think you've got to take the Elliott side of this, even though it's juiced up. And again, my initial lean, just looking at, at the odds, was to take the Byron side, mostly because of the number, and because I feel like they're both pretty good super speedway racers, right? Byron seems like a, but he's not very good at getting to the end, apparently, at Daytona here lately. So, uh, yeah, I think you do have to take the Elliott side, even even though it is juiced up at minus 125, uh, just purely based off the numbers. If that's a 500, Elliott does not, is not gracious. Elliott is going for oh. that win. That's that's 100%. You know what I mean? Especially it, after Byron had six wins last year and Elliott didn't have any. Yeah, again, if, if, that's a, if that's a Daytona 500, there's no way Elliott is that gracious of a teammate. He wants that. He wants that trophy. So... Uh, we're, we wouldn't even be talking about a Byron win as well. This this is the bet right here, Rod. This next one, go place this bet right now. This is my favorite bet that we've talked about so far. Likely will not beat this one. Bubba Wallace, plus 110. Chase Elliott, minus 130. I'm going to assume that Cody Zeeb is leaning toward the Bubba Wallace plus money side of this because, one, Plus money on a super speedway. We always go for it unless, of course, we can talk ourselves out of it with William Barron. A guy can't finish on a track. You almost can't responsibly take that side of it. But for Bubba Wallace, I'll let you talk up Bubba Wallace because we just talked about Chase Elliott. But yeah, Bubba Wallace plus 110. This is this is the biggest. These, these are the longest odds that we've seen so far. And uh, and I'll, it's a little bit of disrespect. I'll tell you that right now. It's highly disrespectful. And I get it. Chase Elliott's the favorite. He's going to get... You know, he's the favorite driver. He's going to get that bump always. But Daryl Wallace Jr., Bubba Wallace, 10.5 average finish the last eight races. Eight for eight finishing inside the top 20. Three top five finishes in that span. He has been close multiple times to winning the Daytona 500. He's coming second. He has been right there. Best average finish of any driver since 2020. Uh, any active driver. Gone and McMurray are above him, but they've got many less starts. Uh, this is just not even close. Like Bubba Wallace, one of the best super speedway drivers in the series, hands down. Uh, and yeah, I, as much love as I have for Elliot, as much as I just talked him up, as much as he's good at making it to the finish, eight for eight, getting inside the top 20, avoiding the accidents, getting up there. Denny Hamlin teaches him. I mean, Denny Hamlin owns Bubba Wallace's car. He has learned a lot from Denny over the years. These, you know, there are a couple. We're going into the third season of this team as well, and and them being together, and they're really got things going over there. We talked about Toyota having extra cars this year. Maybe that will help them be a little bit of an advantage. You've got more partners out there. Um, yeah, this is to me at plus one ten uh, to get Bubba Wallace probably in any matchup. If you're getting him at plus money like this, um, I think that why they've got him plus one hundred to William Byron, that might even be. The better bet to make if you want to just touch on that because we just made the case against Byron too. But yeah, I think that it's completely disrespectful. He shouldn't even be plus money probably to anybody. He's the best fin average finisher on Daytona over the last eight races. And, and yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, this is definitely the favorite one I've seen so far and, and likely won't be topped either either over Elliott at 110 or maybe even more over, over Byron at, at plus 100. Well, as a general rule, 
we don't suggest laying 130, minus 130 at a, at a super speedway at all. So, I mean, again, this is one of those matchups where you would either just take the, the plus money side of it and run, or you just don't take the bet. I mean, if it's, if it's any other driver and Bubba Wallace, like if it's Ricky Stenhouse at plus 110 and, and Elliot, I'm not taking that bet at all. Like I'm staying away completely, but for Bubba Wallace at plus 110, that's definitely intriguing, and and we'll just go ahead and, and hit on that too. Bubba Wallace, William Byron, like you said, uh, Bubba at at plus one hundred, where William Byron's at minus one twenty. Obviously, if we're taking Elliott over Byron, we're gonna t- and and Bubba over Elliott, we're gonna take Bubba over Byron, which is kind of a no brainer at that instance. So those are yeah, two I good plus money bets. That's really the one to take is is the Byron, just because Byron is so bad. I mean, one for eight in the top twenty compared to Wallace's eight for eight. I mean. It's a pretty good hit rate in Wallace's favor. Um, so, yeah, I think that is my favorite one uh, at plus 100. You're still getting even money at least. Um, but, yeah, I would take either of these for sure. And, boy, I'm likely going to go ahead and place that one over William Byron because that is just beautiful. And there, no zero reason Byron should be the favorite in that matchup, uh, let alone for Bubba to be at at least even money. So that's that's just crazy. Well, and look, for Byron to be at minus 120, and, and the thing about it is, too, if you're looking at this from a, a purely just odd standpoint, you know, you have uh, William Byron at, uh, what did we say, plus 105 to beat, or, or uh, for the underdog for Chase Elliott. Why would he be that much more of a favorite over a guy like Bubba Wallace? It just, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. So I like that. Again, take this side of it as well. Uh, Bubba at plus even money. Uh, over William Byron at minus 120. I like that. Uh, all right, well, let's let's talk about William Byron as an underdog uh, in this next matchup, plus 105 over Joey Logano at minus 125. This is one I just talked about with the whole, if this were any other driver to stay away from the bet, this is one I just stay away from the bet. I don't even yeah. want to take this. I, I don't either. I mean, if you're, if you're going to put a gun to my head and make me bet on one, I'm probably taking the Byron side just because of the plus money, and I don't want to lay... Minus 125 on Joey, but I don't even want to touch this one. I, I mean, yeah, stay away from this matchup. It's, it's gross and disgusting, Rob. It definitely, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely gross and disgusting. Almost <laughs> as gross and disgusting as a Thursday night game that's going to happen this weekend, or this week, rather, uh, in the NFL. I know if you're listening to this like two weeks down the road, it, yeah. it's not. Probably. You can look back and it was gross and disgusting. We yes, know <laughs> we'll, we'll have called it already. Um, but yeah, so again, to me, this is one I'm definitely staying away from. Keep an eye on the number. Maybe it changes. Maybe it gets a little more enticing. But for the time being, no, I'm not. I'm not laying minus 125 on Logano at all. Uh, all right, let's move on to Kyle Busch, Christopher Bell. Either side of this is at minus 110. Former teammates now on different sides of their career spectrum. Uh, obviously, Kyle Busch, we know how la- this last season for Kyle was, I mean, it was the highest of highs and it was the lowest of lows. And for Christopher Bell, this has not historically been a fantastic track for him at all. Uh, four DNFs and eight starts, so he's only completed 50% of the races that he's run here. His average finish is 21.4. I mean, I almost feel like it's not really fair to lay out Kyle Busch's career numbers. Obviously, we know a majority of those came in the 18 car. Um, so in the eight, he's had a seventh-place finish in the fall race of 2023, 
and a 19th place finish in the Daytona 500 of last year. With, where an, he crashed with an asterisk that he was leading at the end of regulation. He was leading at the end of regulation. We did, and we didn't we talk about him? I mean, that was part of the uh, first Yes, he was about. one of my bets that was cashing until it wasn't. Yeah. So, yeah. So, again, this one, I'm probably going to take Kyle Busch only because, again, you want to talk about somebody that's going to be there at the end. Christopher Bell, for as great as he is all over in in various track forms of any kind, for whatever reason on Daytona, that all just sort of evaporates. And so uh, Kyle Busch, I think he, even when he crashes, he still finishes better than uh, Christopher Bell when he finishes the race. Yeah, I do think it is pretty close. I mean, looking at the statistics over the last eight races, which is, is all of Bell's starts, their average finish is extremely close. Kyle Busch at 19.6. Bell's at 21.4, doesn't get much closer. You know, Bell's got four top 20s. Bush has five. So it is really close, but I am going to take the Bush side of this. Again, leading at the end of regulation, he's almost pushing into Dale Earnhardt territory as far as you know, 20 years of frustration, 20 years of trying. Is he finally going to get that Daytona 500? He's got multiple championships. He's got all the wins. Doesn't have that Daytona 500 box checked, and he's been so close leading at the end of regulation this past season, but then, of course, finishes 19th after the events there at the end. Um, and he won Talladega as well, so, you know, one on another super speedway. Bell is just a guy that he's just kind of average on, on super speedways, and sometimes he gets caught up in it, sometimes he doesn't. Doesn't really ever strike you as a guy that's that can be out there leading the charge and, and making the moves, and and Bush is more of that guy. So, yeah, I think at even money here, uh, I'm going to take Bush's side of this one as well. Oh, and you just look at the total laps completed, too. I mean, for Kyle Busch, he's completed 92%. was a 92.7% of the laps on this. And then you look at Christopher Bell's percentage, 87.0. But then you look at the number of laps that they've actually run around there. Uh, Christopher Bell, 1,474, whereas Kyle Busch, 6,617. So, yeah, the consistency is there for Kyle. So, Again, this one's this one's an easier one because it's the odds are closer together. Minus one ten is not that much to lay, uh, and I would definitely take the Kyle Busch side of this. So, uh, let's flip that around to Christopher Bell's uh, former team or uh, current teammate right now, Ty Gibbs. This one I know where Cody's going, and 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 for good reason. I mean, listen, Christopher Bell minus one twenty five, Ty Gibbs plus one hundred five. We could just basically say because plus money because super speedways and call it a day but there's a lot of optimism especially on cody's uh world as far as ty gibbs is concerned and and it's got to start at the first race of the season in my opinion now yeah absolutely i mean just you're getting gibbs at plus money so so that alone i no way am i laying minus 125 on christopher bell at a super speedway against david star or or david reagan or or bj mcleod i mean uh, even those guys, I, not at minus one twenty-five for a guy that's that's just average, so-so at super speedways. Gibbs, it's been a little up and down, right? Um, he's got two starts in the Xfinity series, which I think is important to look at for for a guy that's so young and only has a few starts, seventh and eleventh. So made it to the end, um, not winning them, but doing okay. Twenty-four point three average finish in his three starts in the Cup series uh, at this at Daytona. Uh, he, he did win a race. He won at Atlanta and Xfinity. So I think that's important to note. Um, and yeah, again, Bell just kind of average. And, and while Gibbs hasn't necessarily been elite yet on the super speedways, I think his ceiling is definitely much higher. Um, again, probably one you're not really going to want to touch too much just because they are both kind of 
toss-ups as, as far as things go, but I do have a lot more trust in Gibbs um, and really believe in him, obviously. I believe he's going to have a huge, huge season this season. Um, but plus money, I think it's definitely a no-brainer to take the Gibbs side of things. And from a finishing standpoint, let's just put it this way, percentage-wise, Gibbs has a much better finishing percentage than Bell. I'm just kidding. It's, look, he's finished two-thirds of the races that he's been in, Ty Gibbs, on this That's track. So. Uh, and, and listen, a good batting average. <laughs> <laughs> they were both they were both top twenty five finishes, which as we just talked about with Christopher Bell. Get to the end. Can't even say that about him in this yeah. in his start. And that's so. so important. Like just j- avoid the big ones, get to the end. That especially in these head to heads, that is the most important thing you can do. And even when you're betting top fives and betting top tens on this type of track, like avoid the stuff, get to the end. And and Gibbs has done an okay job of that. And Bell has, has done a so so job on it. Yes, he has. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next one. It is uh, that very same Christopher Bell pitted against the uh, what the the Daytona 500 champion from a couple of seasons ago, Austin Sindrick. Won it in 2022 uh, after starting fifth in that race. It is Sindrick with the plus 105 over Bell at minus 125. Honestly, again, we're not laying 125 on Christopher Bell at Daytona. So. If all things are concerned, and, and this is not a this is not an endorsement of, of Austin Cindric either. Yeah, he finished uh, first in that Daytona 500 and finished third in the fall. But last year, crashed out of both races at Daytona, 23rd, 37th to end this uh, miserable season for Cindric. The question is, is it bounce back season for him on this track? Again, three top 15 finishes to start his career, one win, an, another top three. Plus money, we'll take it. But is this one that we even want to do, honestly? Uh, I don't think all things are considered equal here even. I, I think that Cindric is the better of the two uh, as far as Super Speedway uh, is considered. Just because, I mean, five starts, he's got a 15.8 average finish. That's pretty good. Now you've got the win in there. So, of course, that's going to skew it up a little bit. But three of the five, he's been inside the top 20. So he's getting to the end more than half the time, which is is more than you can say for for bell he was good in xfinity as well i think that again is important to point out he won in 2021 um you know in xfinity he's got three top fives four top tens and just eight starts in the xfinity series so i I think that that he has proven to kind of be the better of the super speedway guys and again can get caught up in things yes but if you just put those guys out there head to head and and racing in the draft and and it's not bringing the accent into it i think cindric is going to perform better Penske always shows up for the the Daytona 500, and yeah, we went against Logano in a couple of things, but it is still important because they tend to show up and, and tend to be there. Um, so I do have a lot more faith in Cindric than I do in Bell, and, and then putting it at plus money on the Cindric side of things is is really again just kind of seals the deal for you. Yep, but this is one I'm still not touching. Uh, it very easily could end up that both of these guys yeah. are on their hood. It, yeah. So again, yeah, probably stay away from it, but. I think there is a clear guy you would take if you were going to be on it. Indeed. Uh, all right, let's go to this next one where it's uh, we'll go back a little bit. Ty Gibbs. So we talked about Ty Gibbs over Christopher Bell. We talked about Kyle Busch over Christopher Bell. But which one of the two will finish better? Ty Gibbs, plus 105. Kyle Busch, minus 125. Obviously, I, I think I'm still on the Ty Gibbs side of this because of plus money and because I think it's, uh, it's a heavy possibility that he could finish better than, than Kyle. Yeah, it's not as easy um, as, as Bell over or as Gibbs over Bell. Uh, this one definitely does give me a little more pause. But 
I think it's close enough that that again taking Bush at minus one twenty five. It's not it's not such a big difference that yeah it's okay. Like again, very few scenarios where minus one twenty five minus one thirty is okay to lay. We pointed out a couple because there is a few where it's like it really just leans so much that way. I think this one's enough of a coin toss. I think they've got enough of a chance. They were both minus one ten or, or something like that. I think you would probably lean the Bush side, um, but the number brings it back enough that that I think. Gibbs, again, going to do just fine, have high expectations for him. Um, so I think I would lean the Gibbs as well, uh, being at the plus 105. I think that you're seeing it at a plus 105 shows you the book's respect for him still because it should be closer to 110, maybe even 115. Uh, but the fact that it is as tight, I'm hitting yeah. my mic a lot today. It's I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just It happens. Emotions. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's because you're putting a guy that's coming off of his rookie season, only coming into his second full season, against a two-time champion and the guy who's won super speedway races and and he's only plus 105 so it, it definitely they are showing some respect to gibbs which which is a, a good thing i think and and shows that that you know the belief in him is definitely not uh mislaid for sure you want to talk about respect let's move on to the next one uh where you're getting austin Cindric and kyle bush Cindric plus 105 bush uh minus 125 here's the thing right I don't know that I. We just talked about the respect they're showing to Ty Gibbs. How how are you going to show the same level of respect to Austin Cindric? I get it. I get it. He's won one. I understand you look at these, that. But you look at these two guys in this matchup, and one of them has won a Daytona 500. This now. is true. This is true. But even still, that's, like that's it happened. But then you look at what happened last season, and it was just completely different. So yeah. you know, blind squirrel can find a net once, maybe oh, twice. Man. I'm still not still, touching like, this. I, one, I did just make the case for Cindric. That he's not bad at his career average. Well, now know, this 16, is testing it, Cody. Fifteen point eight average finish in five races. Like it's not been that bad. There's been a couple of bad ones, but I, I, I'm probably not going to touch this one. And as much as I love Kyle Busch, man, I, you probably got to take the plus money side of this with Cindric. But again, not one that I love. I'm not I'm not even going to try to justify any pick on this one because again for as much as as Kyle Busch is probably the bet here the money is not right for it. I don't I don't want it cuz again you could you could put anything on this and all of a sudden Kyle Busch wrecks out on the third lap and you're screwed. You know? So you know, I I don't know. Or or the same difference. You could put anything on Austin Cindric. Third lap, he wrecks out. You're screwed. So I I'm not not touching any of that. Um, Austin Cindric, Ty Gibbs, both at minus one ten. This is this is showing respect to to Austin Cindric, putting him in the same ballpark as Ty Gibbs, or maybe respect to Gibbs putting him in the same ballpark as Cindric. Yeah, man. This. What do you think? <laughs> I like how much more confident I was in Gibbs over over Bush than I was in Cindric over Bush. But this one to me is is tough, just because Cindric has not been bad. Like. Uh, I don't know. Cindric is he's just been so bad in general in the cup series. Like it's just it's not been easy for him and, and compared to his teammates both winning championships and and him just kind of sucking other than winning that Daytona five hundred. But at the soup at, at Daytona, he's shown up. Oh man, I mean I guess uh, you know, kind of a coin flip here. My heart obviously would go the Gibbs side of things, but I don't know that I could make a strong case that he's the better bet. I, I think probably wouldn't bet this one, but again. With Super Speedway, something that the fun about it is you can bet guys you want to root for because any of them can wreck and any, you know. So if you if you come to a one that's hard like this and you want to take pick a side, give me the Gibbs side just because I want to root for him. 
Yeah, and we can't even use a transitive thor- uh, transitive theory here, where it's like, okay, this person over this person, therefore this person is this person. Right. Uh, <laughs> transitive properties. That's it. Yeah, Jesus it doesn't Christ. always work. That I'm way. not especially once numbers get involved. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, give me the Ty Gibbs oh. on this one as well. I'll, I'll back welcome you on that one. to the favorite portion of this entire show, Rod. I think we should just do. Well, oh man, that's actually not, never mind. Anyways, we have just keep we have three more to go. <laughs> Two of these we are going to get through all of them to my We are going to get through all of them. excitement and happiness. Uh, because the next two are pretty much slam dunks uh, for for yeah, all of us. They're, <laughs> they're not as slam dunk as I had hoped when I saw the one name. Well, the books the books <laughs> Let's do the up. first let's do them separately cuz I have different points on You have both. different points on both of them. Okay. Well, then we will take they're both listen, spoiler alert, they both involved Kyle <laughs> Hashtag Larson. Fade Kyle Larson. Hashtag Fade Kyle Larson. Uh, the first one pits Alex Bowman against Kyle Larson. Alex Bowman plus 105 over his teammate. And some would say the better driver in the Hendrick camp at minus 125. Okay, many would say that. I know it was like, Rod knows nothing about NASCAR. No, yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, but Alex Bowman plus 105. Kyle Larson minus 125. Right initially off the bat, just throwing minus 125 at Larson. Kyle Super Speed Larson at minus one twenty. Yeah, this is, this is about... Oh yeah. My God. Yeah. Okay. This is territory where we just saw Logano, where we saw Elliot. I yeah. think that uh, the, a couple of things here. We'll we'll just throw both of them out there. Martin Truex is the other head to head. He's a plus one hundred five. Larson again minus one twenty five. A couple of things. I think that this shows that the books have noticed. Right. They're obviously listening to people to uh, to people, whatever it is, or they've seen all the tickets that go against and like. Because generally, Larson has been matched up against the Elliots and the other top-tier guys, but now you're matching him up against Alex Bowman, against Martin Truex. Martin Truex also notably not great at super speedways. Um, I think that, that if this is going to be the shift that we see, it's going to make this definitely a little more challenging because if you're putting Larson against Bubba or against Elliott or against some of these top guys, like especially at plus money. Blaney, yeah. Or I don't or any. I don't care what the price is. Like you're taking the other guys because Kyle Larson, one of the greatest drivers in the entire world, gets in anything and wins. You know, never been in a dirt late model and he wins. Never been in a dirt modified and he wins. And he comes to the Cup Series and he wins ten races and he wins the championship. And but he sucks at super speedways and he'll admit he has admitted it. He hates them. He doesn't want to race them. Uh, and one career top five finish, one in his entire. He's been around for a while. He's only been in the five car a little bit, but he is really bad at super speedways. Does have a top five finish, and he can finish these races. And again, throughout this race, you're going to see him up front, and you're going to be like, I thought this guy wasn't good at super speed. And then it's going to happen. It might even wait till overtime like it has another. He cannot avoid the wrecks at the end of these races. It just They get him every single time, and it's comical, and my bets cash almost every time because of it. Again, sometimes the other guys wreck out first. It happens. But Kyle Larson just sucks at super speedways, and, and that's really the the case against him. Bowman, not bad at Daytona. 15.3 average finish in eight races, five top 20s, four top 10s in those eight races. That's pretty good. Uh, for Larson's part of it, I mean, he's 22 average finish. That's not horrible. He does have four top 10 or top 20 finishes in those uh, seven races because he was uh, suspended for one of those races. So he's only got seven on here, but, um, but again, it like he just in general sucks at them. So Alex Bowman, a plus money over him is an easy. Yes. Give it to me. Truex 
not as easy because Truex is also not great at super speedways. He's four for eight in the top 20 finishes. You know, he's got two top tens in that, in that, those eight races, 18.8 average finish. He's definitely kind of, uh, again, he's one of those guys that you can definitely target against in the head to heads because he generally gets placed against guys that are, are the higher tier of super speedway guys. Maybe this is going to be the start of that shift, which would suck. Um, but again, if you, I would probably would stay away from this one just because I don't trust Truex either. Uh, but at plus money, I would definitely take the Truex side. But Kyle Larson again, uh, I mean, really, you just fade him against any BJ. McC- I've been begging for it. Give me BJ McLeod versus Kyle Larson. Give me BJ at plus 150. I like that's how much I don't trust Kyle Larson at super speedways because he just doesn't get to the end. And these other guys are just better at taking care of their stuff, getting to the end. I love Kyle Larson. I'll bet on him plenty of times throughout the season. He's the best driver in the world. I, I stand by that. Just not at super speedways where he sucks. And that's self-admitted and, and evidenced by how bad his statistics are. He can start on the poll. He, he can certainly start on <laughs> oh, the poll. He, he probably will. Start at front. will start on the poll. Yeah. Certainly. Just can't finish there. That is for sure. Um, look, and, and obviously I'm taking Bowman over. Uh, I'm taking both of these guys over, and and I would have this with a lot more confidence than I would uh, say even the Cindric bet from back in the in a couple of bets ago. I, I would definitely take these ones with a lot more confidence, and and really it's because Truex has beaten uh, Larson head to head in like the last four races on this track. It's just been it's just been crazy for for both of these guys, but they've uh, they've come out on Martin Truex's side of it more often than not. Alex Bowman, same can be said, right? You talked about it as far as where they were at. Uh, fifth place finish in the spring in 2023. Sixth place in the fall. Uh, 14th, 24th, 7th. Like, both of these guys I'm taking over Larson, and it's not even close. Uh, so if you can get this at plus money, take it at plus money. So I, I like both of them. Um, all right, last one of the day. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., former Daytona 500 champion from or defending Daytona 500 champion over Tyler Reddick, both of them at minus 110. Cody, is this even a contest? <laughs> oh, this is a battle of two guys that are not good at super speedways. I can tell you that. Stenhouse has a win in those last eight races, Rod, and his average finish is still 22.1, so that tells you a lot. Reddick in those eight races is at 23.8. Uh, both of them only have, well, Stenhouse has three top 20s. Reddick has two. I mean, both of these guys suck at super speedways, to be honest with you. I, I would not touch this, I especially with both sides of minus 110. I mean, again, gun to my head, you've got to pick one. It's Reddick, but I don't like either side of it. Uh, both guys are untrustworthy. Very, very, very big on Kyler Reddick this year. He's my pick to win the title. I think he's going to win you know, five-plus races. We're going to see a huge season, but Super Speedway is not generally his friend. Stenhouse, um, he just goes for both sides of it too much. Like he can win, and we saw him win the day 2500 last year, but he also, his nickname is Ricky Spinhouse for a reason, or Recky Spinhouse for a reason, right? And then he doesn't know it's, it's the trophy or the steering wheel. More often than not, it's a steering wheel. So you can't trust either one. Uh, give me Reddick if I have to, but uh, I would like to avoid this matchup. Yep. If if one of these was a plus money, it'd make it easier. But since they're both juiced, I don't want any part of it either. Just don't touch it. Yeah. But again, if you want me to pick one, I'll pick Reddick. Better driver, better equipment. But yeah, it's just it's not it's not good. In the forty five car, 
He still hasn't had a decent finish, twenty nine or thirty ninth and twenty fifth, but still, better driver, better equipment. Give me Reddick. So, all right, Cody, we made it through all the matchups. Didn't we think did. we were going to do it. I wanted to go through all of them. We made it. Thanks, Rod. Appreciate you. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, all right, head to your books. Go find these matchups and uh, and start laying some bets. That way, you have some uh, some fun and some early jump on it. Obviously, we'll update you as the season grows closer, as the books start to adjust. But uh, if you want some early play, if you really can't scratch that itch anywhere else, and you got to go place bets, uh, we've got them for you. So, uh, all right, Cody. As we wrap things up, let everyone know where they can find you on social media. Yep, follow me on the X at Husker underscore Zeb. You can find all my work over there. Saturday, I'll have an article out for uh, underdog defensive player picks. That is a lot of fun. Did one last week. Had pretty good success with it. So check that out. Go back and check out yesterday's show, Army versus Navy. Go, Navy. Uh, get our bets on that game. Rod, hey, Rod gave that a fist pump when I said go, Navy. So I would like that documented. Um, and then, yeah, we got a ton of stuff, ton of features to talk about coming up in the next week or two. So uh, stick around, and uh, let's keep having fun. Content train continues to roll through the week. Follow me on X at RJ Gomez. Link in the bottom. Everything I got going on all over the place lately, uh, especially the football season going on. But again, loving to have these episodes back, loving to have these odds to talk about, and we'll continue to do so through the rest of the off season. We'll see you again tomorrow with another episode. Until then, everyone, let's go racing and let it ride. <laughs>